0: Comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Third.
1: A foot race the other way.
0: It doesn't get much better than this, folks. The Stateside
1: Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan.
0: Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. I am Jordan Wiegand and with me today... Is a man that almost didn't make the cut for the podcast today. It, it's uh, Logan Stone.
1: Yeah, I was actually pretty worried. I mean, uh, Jordan's been here a while, and you know he he's been around there's so the many better podcasts. And there's by. you know, yeah, there's there's good options, and he's just been around, and I had to choose him. I mean, um, so yeah, I don't know Jordan. Who would have replaced me though? Like, it's not like you have somebody waiting in the wings for you.
0: No, it would have been just me, I guess. I was, <laughs> I was gonna going to say, who's going who's
1: gonna to jump on with you? Yeah. I guess Rich uh, could, like, if you needed a backup. So, if you really yeah. needed somebody that watches it, like, I think I, I, If it US, was about the but,
0: roster, it would have just been me, I guess. I would have been right. like, uh... Call Jack. Hey, Jack, help. Yeah, yeah. Uh Well, yeah, we're talking the 2022 World Cup roster selection. Um for the World Cup. So uh for the US Men's National Team. So we are excited to be able to talk about this. ESPN did like a whole hour show about it. Uh they released them like every 5 minutes. They'd be like, "Oh, here's the goalkeepers." And then here's the defenders. And then commercial break. Here we're back with the midfielders and kind of do like this nice little video of almost as if they're getting drafted. You know, <laughs> like that's what it reminded me of. It was like it, uh like a draft or like from uh northern michigan you know (laughs) and it's like a video of them being like yeah uh but yeah so that is (laughs) how they unveiled it uh then they had an interview with greg afterwards they had an interview with weston mckinney afterwards and then that kind of was it and uh, that's kind of all she wrote when it comes to that so uh we're gonna talk about it there are some shocks some surprises some stuff that was reported out when was the stefan stuff reported yesterday
1: yesterday yeah last night yeah
0: for late monday it was yesterday right
1: yeah
0: it was yesterday yeah it was yesterday uh but uh (laughs) it was a lot of uh interesting when we heard that i think we were all kind of blown away at that point right like we were like okay i don't know like that's what my thought was if this is true uh, that stefan's not gonna make the team, then. Buckle up for tomorrow or, you know, for today, because it is going to be all everything's changed. We were just talking about like a month ago that, oh, my God, we think Greg might start Stefan at the World Cup over Matt (laughs) Turner because he's in love with Stefan. He's had him his whole career. And that's not what happened. (laughs) So I'm uh, he's not going at all, so he can't start him. So that is uh, something that I'm finding very interesting with this. So we'll start with the goalkeepers: Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson, and Matt Turner. The I I was kind of a little. I was like, you know, I would probably take Stefan over Horvath right now, but uh, you know, I'm I'm also fine with with not. I guess at this point, Stefan uh, hasn't really been playing. That well, he's been getting better recently, but maybe it was too late to to make the squad in in Greg's mind at that point. Uh It's just kind of a shocker with his history with them through Columbus and everything that that is something that um it, that we're that we're not going to see Stefan at the World Cup. So I feel sorry for Zach Stefan, who probably thought he was. I mean, he had to think he was a lock at some point, right? I mean, he was playing; he was in every camp. <laughs> I think <right>? he thought <laughs> he was, he was the number
1: one. Camp. I'm so con- I- yeah. Like, I I think he's probably dazed and confused. I mean, unless something else happened behind the scenes, which you you never really know, and I'm glad that it doesn't get out. But, I mean, maybe there's a conversation that he and Greg have and they they have a disagreement on just, you know, his position and role on the team. And maybe that, you know, maybe just the fact that maybe it was, maybe it was a conversation of like, hey, Matt Turner might actually be the number one, Zach. And Zach said, to hell with this. I don't want to be there. Um, I don't know. You, you'd hate to think of like that for a guy. And you never know because it's just. I doubt that actually. I don't think any yeah, player is going to
0: be like, I don't want to go right. to the World Cup yeah. because but you it think could be like, a... okay. I'm an injury away from being the number one. If that's yeah, correct. that's true.
1: But I mean, you could be. It could be a situation where Greg, if it was not a good conversation, where Greg's like, you know what, uh, there's other guys out here that probably deserve it more anyway. So
0: yeah, it could have been a John Brooks type situation. We Maybe. don't really know what happened there um so that is your goalkeeper sean johnson i'm happy for him to be able to make it i think he's probably the number two i would say at this rate let's not forget the game horvath had at the nation's league final he played pretty well uh, when he took came in for stefan and uh you know matt turner's been dealing with a little bit of injury but uh he made the bench today uh this was burr on excluding stefan it's more about who we do have and the comfort level we have with the guys on the roster. That's it.
1: My confusion here is, and I pulled up an article from 2021, end of 2021, where it said um, Zach Steffen is our keeper, and he's got better feet, he's got more strength, he's just better on the ball, distributing the ball, than anybody that we have on the roster and in camp. So, like, (laughs) I get it. He's not in form. But, like, man, a lot has changed. If you go back, I mean, just how much Berhalter has, uh, I guess, given out about Zach, how much he loves Zach Steffen. Go back, there's Columbus Crew videos. If you just Google Greg Berhalter and Zach Steffen, like, you can pull up the archives of him speaking so highly on Zach and how great of a keeper he is, one of the best keepers he's worked with. It, it, it is. It, it would be interesting to see, like, and you're right, Jordan, like, what that quote means to me is that, the decision that was made was made and it probably did upset Zach obviously, but it it probably was like something's there. Something's deeper than just the fact that he's just being left off the squad.
0: Yeah. Maybe very interesting. Interesting. What that's right there. Our first uh, player that has a Panini sticker. That's not making the uh, unbelievable. I got to (laughs) take back
1: all my Panini
0: stickers. (laughs) (laughs) We had, Defenders next is how they were unveiled. Uh, and it was Cameron Carter Vickers, Sergino Dest, Aaron Long, Shaq Moore, Tim Ream, Anthony Robinson, Joe Scally, DeAndre Yedlin, Walker Zimmerman. So I would say pretty standard. You know, he he uh Burholter did say like unfortunately Miles and Chris were Chris Richards were um Injured and not able to make it, so I'm I'm starting to think he had those two as locks maybe, and had to kind of scramble, and that's why you get a Tim Ream, and that's why you get Aaron Long, um, or maybe that's how you why you get Cameron Carter-Vickers. I'm not sure what order he's um he's having these in. Shaq Moore, I guess, is maybe a little surprising. He's been he's been in a lot of the uh teams, so I feel like that's fine. I I can't honestly. I, I think this defense is as good as it was going to get without um, Chris or, or or Miles making the team. And those are injuries, so I can't even really put that on Greg or anything.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at this <clears throat> list of defenders, and I mean a couple good things stand out. Uh, you're going to get Tim Ream, who's been really consistent with Fulham um, and playing really well in Premier League. Like I, That's been the whole thing with Fulham. They get up to the Prem. And yeah, it is nuts. Um, everything is nuts. Uh, but you bring up Tim Rehm, uh, who has played Fulham up to probably staying this year, which that's not very common for Fulham. They usually go down after a year, um, spending time jumping between the two. Um, so Tim ream has been good. But the other things that come out of this, Jordan, is Joe Scally and Cameron Carter Vickers. Both of them get a lot of experience here. They're younger guys. They're guys that may have been on the fringe, had Miles been healthy, had Chris been healthy. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of that kind of hanging in the balance. And these two get into a roster and get to go to the World Cup experience, what that's like. Because in 2026, man, I, I could see CCV and Joe Scally both being really crucial parts of this team um, in that back line. Uh, and I think both of them have kind of deserved that spot. I know Joe definitely has and was oftentimes left out of camp. Uh, and so many made big deals about it. So now he gets his chance. He's going to learn next to guys like DeAndre Yedlin, who's been there before. Um, and I think that's a, it's a good move. Shaq Moore's always impressed me when he's come in. So I don't know. It, it, like you said, Jordan, I think this is absolutely the best that Greg could have done with the selection and pool that he had for defenders.
0: Yeah, only one of the defenders who have played in a World Cup and actually the only player in the squad that has played in a World Cup is DeAndre Yedlin. Um, played at age twenty in 2014, and now coming back eight years later as one of the most senior members. Is weird that pull hasn't? Yeah, I had to look at the 2014 squad because I had to do the same. I had to look at it and be like, "Wait, was Reem in it?" Because I couldn't remember. No, right. so this is Reem's uh, first trip, um, as well. Unless if he ended up being in like 2010s, but I don't think so. Um, cause I haven't no, heard anybody. Any yeah. and...
1: I think Yedlin is the only one with experience. It's
0: crazy. Cause Reem is, uh, older, uh, I-, I believe, but you know, that that's one of those where he came in due to, uh, just how well he's been playing and, uh, making the squad. Yeah. He was not on 2010s. So I had to look at that. Um, because he's been a part of this national team for so long tim ream so it, it's good for him to be able to finally finally board the plane and get on there he's 35 years old uh he's got only 46 caps but he started joining the national team in 2010 and so he had a few world he had two world cups he could have made but he unfortunately didn't make um either of those so yeah tim ream well done well done. Anthony Robinson. Uh, that's pretty basic. Um, yeah. I, I think, like I said, I think the defenders were as good as they were going to get. And I think uh, when we get in the midfields, midfielders and forwards is where people are having a, a much tougher time grasping. So here's the midfielders Brendan Aronson, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Luca Della Torre, Weston McKenney, Eunice Musa, and Christian Roldan. So a lot of people upset about Roldan. Also, what I'm seeing is uh, something I didn't know at this point, but Taylor Twelman mentioned this, that it was uh, the first time that Brendan Aronson's listed as a midfielder on a U.S. men's national team squad. He's usually listed as a forward. So maybe we're going to see him more as a midfielder, though Greg did say a lot of the times why he picks some of these players are due to the multiple positions they play. So the fact that, and he called out Aronson said the fact that he can play as a midfielder or a winger, uh, the fact that way. Can be on either sub top, not a spoiler alert there, but way is on the team, you know, where he's able to. Uh, so I don't know if I take it too much that he's listed as a midfielder. I think he's just going to kind of stuff them and play them wherever he wants. Really? <laughs> but maybe he'll start as a midfielder and if, if need be change.
1: Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Um, I was sorry. I was just looking at Twitter. Uh, Somebody that was also left off in defenders that people were mad about was Reynolds. Um, But I mean, isn't he like barely playing? Well, that's my thing. He's barely playing. And my, my thing is he, and unfortunately Chris are, are just not healthy. So like, even if they do show up, there's somebody that you're probably going to lose due to. And I know you can't go into you a know, world cup thinking like that because people are going to get hurt no matter what. But I mean, it, to be honest with you, Shaq Moore has been playing. I always thought Shaq Moore has been pretty consistent. Obviously he's not on the light of the world, um, but that's not really a shock to me. But again, now switching over the midfielders. Um, yeah. I, I guess the role Don thing, like who would have been, I'm trying to think of who would have even been, a selection in the midfield, maybe oh gosh, I couldn't even think of anybody that's not on this list that would be a midfielder. That would be I mean, Roldan's fine. I don't think he's gonna play a ton. I think you're looking at a very basic setup in the midfield. If you're gonna go four three three, like I, I think you're looking at, you know, it's going to probably be Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Brendan Aronson, Eunice, Musa, and then you're rotating in uh, De La Torre and gal Acosta, I'd imagine. Roldan's only there in case somebody gets hurt. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but uh, that he's, Jordan, if I'm looking at the roster correctly, I would say that he, along with maybe Haji Wright, are just there in case something goes awry Um where people get hurt. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too shocked about the midfielders. Uh, I am shocked that Brendan Aronson's listed as a midfielder. I'm interested to see what that looks like. Obviously, I think he's more comfortable in that kind of position, setting up the guys on the wings, uh, and he, he comes inside quite a bit, uh, and he likes that midfield area where he's going to be able to control, you know, where he's going to distribute the ball, whether it's going to go down the side um, for something that's going to come in, and then, you know, his ability to be able to score coming in off of that right foot or onto that right foot, I think, is a huge benefit for the U.S. and ultimately, I think that's his probably his best position for them, and maybe wherever he does end up besides leads. But again, I, I really like that. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about the midfield because I think the midfield is the make or break for us. Uh, the forwards are going to, you know, their forwards are going to forward. I don't think there's a shock there. We're always going to struggle there because we don't have that name yet. But the midfielders, if we're going to play extremely well, it's going to come through the midfield. And I think it's, it hinges on the how good Weston can be if he can stay healthy and how good um, Yunus Musa could become.
0: Yeah, to me, there's not a big shock missing. I know a lot of people said Malik Tillman instead of Rolled On. But I mean, Tillman didn't play that much with this team. And he hasn't been great. So, that concerned about it. Uh, Forwards Jesus Fiera, Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, Tim Weah, and the shocker, Haji Wright. So, I think most of us thought uh, Jesus Fiera was making the team. And um, so I have. Burholter's answer about uh, about who was up against who. So Haji Wright was up against PFOC, and the fact that Haji Wright had more goals and was in better form currently got on the spot. He's only been in one camp, I think, and it was the summer, uh, mm-hmm. before, and then got dropped for September friendlies. Pepe was in competition with Jesus and Sargent. So... Sargent's been playing a lot better. Jesus just had more goals, I guess, this year in MLS and stuff, but he doesn't really look great for the national team. And that's where I would probably have my biggest gripe is that while Pepe is now starting to play a lot better, Pepe's looked good for the U.S. national team. In fact, he's one of the reasons we qualified with his goal in like two assists he had against Honduras uh, that game where we won four to one. So that is something that I'm like, oh, that I think he may have been the better pick over Jesus Farah, but Pepe is only 20 years old. He can make 2026. 20, He'll be 24 years old. You know, like there's he can even make 2030 like he's got tons of time to make a team. So I'm not too worried about that. But uh, I know a lot of people upset about Jordan Morris. I think it's a great story for what he's been through his injuries. He's going to make it. Uh, to Qatar and we'll see, uh, hopefully he can contribute to the team, but these are 26 players, Logan. And when I saw somebody do this whole tweet thread about competitive teams, teams that make it far in the tournament only used about 19 players on average in their tournament, 17 to 19 players. Teams that get knocked out earlier ended up using more like 20, 22 players out of the 23 that they had back then. Well, well, now we have 26 players and uh, some of these guys are not going to see the field unless if we blow out every team or we get blown out by every team. I don't think some of these guys are going to see the field. And I would think maybe somebody like a Jordan Morris or a Roldan are probably not going to play many minutes in, in Qatar.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and you always have it in the back of your mind. I mean, you've got to think also guys health. You're, uh, I think Greg looks at that and says, comparable, who could we bring in that's going to be compared to in style and the way that they play and how they set up you know, the, the attack or the defense. And so you're looking for a like-a-like switch sometimes, maybe um, somebody can kind of fill in a role there. Jordan Morris is fully capable of doing so. If, if in an emergency case we needed Jordan Morris, he's there. And with Gio Reyna on the roster, and I hope that he stays healthy. I love Gio, and I'm always torn apart by makes he's hurt. But I mean, the guy can barely stay healthy, so that's a big concern. So you have to have somebody that can step in in that spot, like you said, Jordan. I think it is kind of concerning with Pepe, but honestly, if I'm looking at it and I'm and I take a step back, while he was crucial in that was an El Salvador game or Honduras, uh, Honduras, yeah, Honduras, yeah. Um, in other games like Canada and I think Mexico too. The lights got a little too bright, I think, for him. And there's times where he just goes, oh, crap, um, which I think you also saw when he played in Augsburg. I mean, I know it wasn't a great situation there, but I do think at times while he did perform in the limelight, as as it got further into, I think, qualification, I think his performance is actually kind of dwindled. And you kind of went, oh, gosh, because I know in the latter part of the uh, of the actual qualification, Jesus Ferreira was the starter multiple times so and to be fair i don't even know why we're talking about this some because i do think josh Sargent. this is his job to lose and jordan you and i like way back thought okay josh this is your time you need to step in and then when everything went to crap for him we were just like man this poor guy just had so much talent everything was riding on him those broad shoulders we thought he could carry it and then he just faded off the planet earth now he's probably our best number nine and looking like he actually might be really dangerous to deal with um, and playing at a very high level uh, with Norwich. So I I think it, I I think that's who we should be talking about. It doesn't really matter. I mean, Jesus is going to come in to spell him, but I do think with what they've got stacked up, Tim, Timothy way could step into that spot. I thought Haji Wright actually looked pretty decent when he played. Um, But yeah, I think we're talking about, well, I just
0: wanted to, um, So for uh, for Pepe, um, Pepe's three goals he had for the men's national team were World Cup qualifiers. He scored one uh, for Honduras, and he's, uh, one against Honduras, and he scored two against Jamaica in World mm-hmm. Cup qualifying. So two pretty big matches while Fiera's goals were a friendly against Trinidad Tobago. He had two goals. He had one goal against Panama in qualification, and then he had four goals against Granada in the nation's league. So if you're going to say that, uh, you know, my, my point just being that Fiera hasn't done it on the big stage either. So, uh, in, yeah. in that case, I would probably lean more towards Pepe. who's probably playing better opponents, um, right now and starting to get in form while Farah hasn't played since Dallas got knocked out and he looked pretty bad in the playoffs. So I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of worried. I do hope Sergeant starts. It sounds he probably will. Greg said he really called him in cause he's playing in the championship. He's scoring more and that the championship is going to be similar type of players that he's working against in England and Wales. So I would assume at least the first two games, sergeant is starting and maybe farah would start against a team like iran or or something or maybe yeah. haji right starts against um iran uh to give because you, you you usually want to give a break to some of the players so to assume depend depending on how well we are if we're set up to where we're already through then yeah i could see probably right or farah starting against iran but if we're at the point where we need a win, maybe you trot out Sargent again, and that's that's why, like I said, teams that need that are that are performing well and need points um, usually only get around 19 players on the field throughout the whole World Cup because they're they got to lean on the people that got them there. They don't have time to rotate the way other teams do. So again, we have 26 names. Not all of them are going to see the field. Uh, I mean, he might be able to get all of them on at some point by putting them on for like a minute or two and rotating who he's subbing in if everything's going well. But if things are going to the point where we're desperate, you're going to see the same faces come in like every time, I think.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, you can also think about like Brendan uh, Aronson going to be used in multiple positions. I think he's that versatile. Yes. Um, Kristen Polisic can play left back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's I don't known. know if you're going to want in there, but he can do it. Tuchel proved it. Uh, um, I guess that was like his big champion thing. Wasn't it? It was like, all right, look what I did. He just what played
0: left play. back today too, actually. Did he really good for yep. him?
1: Um, I mean, I, it does speak to his versatility to be honest. He's probably not the worst. Uh, he is very athletic. He's, he's got a good defensive mind. Um, I, it's just not where I would put him, but, Again, it, you've got so much versatility here with this U.S. men's national team roster. There's actually times for maybe, Jordan, you and I talked about this, you consider maybe Timothy Weah up front um, if you really had to, um, just because I do think Timothy might be one of our best, at least getting the ball on target um, when it really comes down to it. I think he was the most impressive that we saw in World Cup qualifying. Um, I am really excited, though, to see Josh Josh back with his uh, team, just because I, it's been a while um, I think that he has tremendous potential. He's strong. Um, he's quick. Uh, he's going to defend. He's going to press real high, and that's what the U.S. is going to need. Um, they like that high pressing, take the ball away, and, and counter with the, an attack that's, you know, lightning speed. When um, you guys you got guys that can carry the ball for so long. I mean, you look at Gio Reyna and Christian. I mean, they love the ball at their feet and creating. So it should be Should be good. I'm really excited about the roster. I I think, like you said, you probably won't see three or four of these guys, but unless it's for emergency situations. But yeah, no, it's a. I'm excited. Um, Can't believe it's only a couple weeks away.
0: It's close, man. Uh, It's actually eleven days away. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) The first game is twelve days for us, but yeah, eleven days away. From uh, Greg said he, he's they're going to have everybody in camp by the 14th. So he'll have a whole week pretty much to prepare okay. for the 21st. So that that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so we're hey, we're, we're getting really close to the World Cup. So what's next? What is next for us in the World Cup? Well, Monday, we're going to take a look at. The. um rest of the teams Wales released their uh roster today i think most teams have released their roster now and a lot of our preview is going to be going over the roster decisions of other teams and how many players are missing the world cup due to injury that are impactful in our group even when you look at england losing like reese james and stuff so we'll take a look at that stuff on monday we'll do uh, do, our, do we want to do our predictions Monday as well or uh, just saving that for another time? or? Um, That's I really mean, the last one before the World Cup starts, I think. I so we might say, have to make our predictions.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. We probably should just do a whole big World Cup episode.
0: Nice. Be a lot of so fun. we'll start our notes of that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be
1: massive. Um, but that'll be fun. And, and then we can kind of give our predictions of what we think is going to happen. All that kind of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, a lot of players are going to miss the World Cup. It seems like Sadio Mane might. He just got injured last night. Um, I
1: didn't get called in. I'm kind of shocked, to be honest.
0: For Senegal or for the U.S.?
1: Uh, both. Yeah, both. <laughs> I was expecting a call today, and I didn't get one. So.
0: Yeah, well, it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. Uh, so... Roger Gonzalez to CBS, before we get out of here, said uh, Pepe's camp is livid and shocked he isn't on the squad. They thought recent form was more than enough. The Stefan situation, it feels like there's a deeper lying issue. And Roger also said, not surprised Shaq Moore made it. So there you go.
1: Shaq's been great. I'm not shocked either. But that being said, I mean, who else would have been the, I mean, Reynolds would have been the other choice and he hasn't impressed me. So.
0: Some of these people are, are crazy. Richards, Chris Richards. All right, uh, but yeah. So, anything else before we get out of here? Nice short episode today. Just talking about roster.
1: No, I guess leave in the comments or whatever. If you're watching this back, who are you shocked about? Who did? Yeah, you like? who?
0: Yeah, who was the shocker getting left off?
1: Oh, I got a question for you, Jordan. There's one no question.
0: Landon Donovan level one this time. That's good.
1: Yeah. No, I got a question for you. If you if you look at that roster one more time, uh, who on there are you picking out to be the most shocking, or I guess not the most shocking, the one that's going to surprise us all?
0: Well, uh, Alfredo, we we actually talked about Haji a little bit earlier ago. I we are a little. I was a little shocked Haji got caught, in, but when you look at his numbers and he's scored like nine goals already this season, and I think mm-hmm. fourteen last year, and I think in the stretch of 2022 as a whole he's got like 20 some goals so i would take him over pfok who hasn't scored since september 18th it does suck a little bit that uh he hasn't gotten much camp experience um but uh it kind of sucks that we have this short this short window right now of when it's gonna start we don't have like a full summer um build up like we usually do or a few weeks where they're able to do friendlies. So uh, it'll be interesting. I don't think he's going to start March I, 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 much. I think maybe he's actually probably going to be the third option off the bench. So I'm not too worried about Haji making it. Uh, so congrats to Haji, right? Though I guess Pulisic is a friend of his too, and and I don't know. Maybe he pulled some some weight. I don't know. But Logan, you asked me who I thought was going to be the most like the one that's going to like light the world on fire. Yeah, like any of the fire, players or like or or,
1: or like uh, maybe just like somebody that that is on the roster that not many people are thinking about is going to make a difference and will make a difference.
0: Oh boy, who's going to make a difference that people maybe don't think is going to make a difference? Um that stuff. I'm going to say I was going to go with Sean Johnson, but uh, you would hope that you don't have to rely on a second or third goalkeeper in a tournament, but our goalkeepers have not been notoriously healthy since Tim Howard, really. So uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go with that. Uh, Alfredo says Musa. That's a good call. I mean, yeah. he's kind of the heartbeat. I, I think if I can answer it a different way, Logan, yeah. you know, Leeds United fans love Adams a lot. Right. They have a song about him now and they love Aaronson too, but right. I think the world is going to see why they love Adam so much. I think this is going to be at party on the world stage. Um, Leeds has kind of been loving him. I still think he's very underrated in the premier league as a whole, where people don't really talk about him. So I think this is something that could kind of set that. We know he's been linked to United, I think as well. One of these players is going to play very well and make a huge move in January or the summer, I think. So, My money would be on Tyler Adams. I think he, uh, I think the whole world's going to finally see what Red Bull's fans have seen and what uh, Leeds fans have seen. So I'm going to go with Tyler Adams.
1: What's your answer? Musa, good shout. Uh, Like I was leaning towards Musa too, but I think ultimately, and it's somebody that's fallen off the map. I talked about it before. I think Josh Sargent. Like I, I just think everything seems to be working into his favor. Here's this kid that mm-hmm. not many people thought was going to be the answer at the number nine. Hell, we went through about what, six of them now, seven of them now um, that yeah. we thought were going to be number nines DK. Um, we went through Fiera. We've gone through the Timothy way top experiment. We've gone through Haji, Wright. We were, I mean, I remember uh, Brandon Vasquez being thrown out there as an option, possibly like we were just getting desperate. I think of just, let's find somebody. And, There it is, Jordan. We started the very beginning thinking Josh Sargent needs to be the guy. Completely fell out of favor with Greg, and now he's back and probably going to be the starting number nine. I think it's got a good story. Um, I think he's going to be one of the best surprises uh, as far as World Cup. But, Jordan, I think you're, you're right. I think if we're looking at this as a whole, this is the time when I think the world realizes how good Tyler Adams
0: is. Uh, so we have a comment here. CB's worry me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't even know. Like we kind of talked about it earlier, but I, I just don't even know where we would go from here. Other than that, like it, it sucks. Chris Richards injured and it sucks. Um, miles Robinson is injured. I think both of them come in and they probably start, yeah. start as a pair or Richards paired with Zimmerman with miles mm-hmm. as the backup option. Uh, Aaron Long is, of course, the one that worries most people, but uh, I think people would have asked for Cameron Carter Vickers anyway, so he's on the squad. And who else am I blanking on right now? Um, I mean, the only
1: other one that people shout is John Anthony Brooks, but that that thing got sewn up long ago. That that relationship yeah. is beyond repairable, I think. So from what we gathered, but the
0: other center back currently on there is. Uh, where am I blanking it? Oh, Tim Ream, and I think yeah. that he's been playing pretty well. He could start full of yeah. right now. And uh, I, what I do like is that Greg did take people based off form for some of these, right? Yes. I mean, obviously for the first time in a long time. <laughs> obviously not all of them, but like Haji Wright getting in for how many goals he scored. Tim Ream playing well. I I seriously thought both of those would not make it, and I thought that. Zach Steffen was going to make it anyway. He hasn't been playing well and Greg left them off. So it's a little bit of a different roster for Greg than we're used to actually, which is kind of mind blowing in in that sense. But, uh, but yeah, some of these players are not going to see the field. I, I, I we've said that before, but I totally think somebody like Tim Ream getting the call in there. He might come in as like a third center back if they have to, if we have to defend a lead or something, but Cameron card Vickers probably not actually going to play. I would think. And, uh, Yedlin, I would think probably not going to play unless if they need something in the right back spot. I don't know. Uh, I'm actually worried. Scally is probably not going to play. Some of these players is just going to be an experience thing that then in 2026, they're going to get a chance to really make it. Uh, but all these players, I was listening to the Kova to Qatar, you know, uh, athletic podcast, and all these players are thinking getting out of the group is like priority one. That's like bare minimum. Yeah. So I like that they have that mindset. And I think this squad can do it. We're, we're going to have to see how they actually play. That, you know, this is a team that is full of talent, uh, but sometimes that talent doesn't shine. And that is what I'm kind of worried about, but I'm just happy to be back here. It's been eight years since we've been in a world cup. I'm pumped up. I never thought, you know, it was a little, it was a little tough getting here, right? The first two games, we had like one point or two points out of the first two games. or something. I don't know. We we didn't, it didn't look good early in qualification. Uh, I remember us coming on here and like calling for Greg's head at that point, if he didn't get something in that third game or something, but uh we're here we're 11 days away logan from kickoff of the world cup and i couldn't be happier
1: yeah and like you said there like was i don't no think there's a name uh, seismic sorry, loss I yeah
0: i don't yeah exactly i don't think there's a name that you put on this roster that makes me more excited than i am now so i'll just say that much
1: yeah no 100 percent agree so oh uh, I just wanted to start tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just so excited. And like, I want them to get into camp because I think you're going to start to hear Greg talk about. Oh, you're going right, to hear stuff. what it looks like. Yeah. Like, here's what it's looking like. You know, you're going to have the writers being able to watch trainings and practices and going, all right, so far. Like, and that's what Chris. I don't know if
0: they will. Are they allowed to?
1: I think uh, they said, I think that oh, a couple of days before, I think they're allowed. Like, okay. To actually go in and, and ask like the, the press will get a hold of Greg and be like hey you know what, what's it starting to look like what what is a you know an actual starting eleven starting to look like um, but it'll be it'll be interesting I'm really excited to kind of see what Greg has up his sleeves and hopefully I hope he sticks to kind of what he's sticking to here he goes with guys that I that are gonna win us games um, and are in form and not try to you know throw in a Fiera uh, um, you know after he hasn't scored a goal or so. Throw them in all three games and then getting bounced out of the group stages. Uh, or sorry, yeah, the group stages. But yeah, I think like you said, without ruining it, this team needs to make it out of the group. I think that's the goal.
0: All right. Well, if you want to follow us on all of our other platforms that you're not watching us on currently, we are at Stateside Show mm-hmm. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Email us at stateside dot uh, Sorry email is at at gmail.com. and we are gearing up. Send us any sort of feedback you have about the roster once we're signed off here. Uh, send us your predictions on how you think these squads are going to go. Logan, we got to try to get, I think ESPN does the bracket still. We're going to have to get a bracket going and have people join our bracket with their predictions Sounds for good. the World Cup. So we'll have to get that going. 11 days away, everyone. Uh, but Uh, guess what logan i'm moving on from the mls cup loss and i'm ready to be heartbroken
1: (laughs) (laughs) rip our hearts out tear them apart rip it
0: out again gareth bale i want to see you try oh don't 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 say that that's the wrong one to target
1: let's target like raheem sterling or somebody first (laughs) somebody that i'll actually choke
0: (laughs) but yes at stateside show for all of that thank you all for watching or listening and have a great rest of your week throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show. As we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL, this is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.